1: 1645 800 600 1645
2: Welcome to it. 888 727 back is the phone number. Uh, so uh, the immigration ban is still in the news quite a bit. Uh, I guess, you know, a lot of it has to do with... It's the a travel
3: ban, Stu. Thank you. It's a well, travel ban. Thank it's you. not Isn't an immigration it, uh, ban. It's a ban on <laughs> travel. Certain travel from certain places. <laughs> immigration. I see what you're trying to do. Yeah, well, first I of all, they
2: also there. say it's not a ban now. Yeah so right. They, That's, it's not even it's not even a travel ban. Yeah, and you know some of it is a, as they like to say, a pause. Right. Uh-huh. I think it's three months for. Is I'm, I might get this backwards. Three months for refugees. Four months for the, the seven uh, the seven countries mm-hmm. uh, involved in the ban. And there's a third part that no one's really talking about, which is Syria, which is indefinite. It's not. There's no time limit on that one. It's just no. Now look, they're in the middle of a civil war. There's a lot going on there. But I mean, of course. When do you, you know, when are refugees refugees, right? Like they're refugees in the middle of a civil war. It's one of the reasons why Glenn has done so much work with the Nazarene Fund uh, from, you know, taking people from Iraq and Syria and getting them to other countries uh, where they can uh, safely be imported. Um, because in reality, like a lot of these people are just going to die if they stay there. Um, so it's a really uh, it's something that I think charitable organizations have been working hard on. And, you know, that's uh, Franklin Graham's organization um, uh, did a lot, has done a lot of work with that. And, and he, as a supporter of Trump's, has even come out and said, look, I don't think government should be doing this, but we need to be doing it. You know, charitable organizations need to be doing these things. But governments are the ones that make the decisions of whether you can bring the people into the country. Right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's the, the, the plain truth of it. And and. You know, a lot of this gets kind of talked about in, in, in sort of broad strokes, which is understandable. It's a it's national and, and in this case, you know, somewhat global policy um, that we're making here in the United States. But, you know, there's individuals here that are affected. And, and, and it's, it's interesting to kind of look at some of those stories and test your boundaries. Um, you know, what what do you think about this story? What it is, you know, maybe because you know, we all think, uh, OK, well, there's a guy in Ohio State that stabbed a bunch of people that was a refugee. Uh, you know, but there's also a lot of really good stories that come out of this. I, th- I found an interesting one on The Blaze. Know. Um, Trey Goins Phillips uh, is, is actually joining us. He's the guy who wrote the story. And talking about uh, a Syrian refugee who's here, the daughter of a Syrian refugee, if I understand it right,
4: Trey. That's correct, yeah.
2: It, it kind of, can you bring us through the story? It's, it's actually pretty amazing.
4: So uh, several, several years ago, uh, obviously, uh, before Audrey Assad, she's now a Christian artist, Uh, but before she was born, uh, her father came to the United States uh, as fleeing Syria and uh, fleeing oppression uh, there as a Christian man. Uh, And he he came here and became a successful businessman. He actually works in insurance now. Um, And at age 19, Audrey decided that she wanted to go into music uh, and she was failing, you know, just kind of that suffering artist yeah. mentality that, that every, every, you know everybody fails before they get anywhere. Just like uh, me. I'm, I'm
2: a suffering artist r- myself. Too.
4: Hey, right. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I know that. <laughs> I, I can see that just, just by looking at you. Not a starving artist. Uh, that's very clear. Just well, a suffering right.
2: artist. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, so, And she said she actually detailed this in a, in a video that she posted shortly after Trump signed his executive order um, saying it's because of her father and his mentality uh, and, and his ability to, to see opposition uh, and to thrive and rise above it. Uh, and she says it's because of her father uh, that she's become a successful uh, Christian artist here in the United States. And that's just one of the many stories, uh, like he said, of, of Syrian refugees who are not terrorists, who have not hurt Americans, but have actually benefited American society. It's tough because how does? I mean, you talk to her. You
2: have a, a lengthy interview with her. It's up on the Blaze. You can check it out. Um, it, what what's her feeling on the idea? Because she's critical of the of the travel ban. Um, she right. does. She doesn't like the policy, obviously. But I mean, here we are with Syria in a situation in civil war. There's no real functioning government in large swaths of of the country. You know how how would you even be able to do a vetting that would be to the levels? Uh, that you would need to bring people to the country from a, a civil war situation.
4: Well, she didn't, she didn't talk a lot about uh, the details um, of exactly what kind of process she thinks does need to be in place, but she did mention that she's uh, been heartened by a lot of the Christian uh, charities and other uh, NGOs that are doing the work uh, in the Middle East. And I wrote an article about two weeks ago, about World Relief, and that was uh, I spoke with the president of World Relief, an evangelical organization uh, that's actually been working with Syrian refugees and other refugees in the Middle East and other countries around the world for 40 years. Uh, and they're mm-hmm. one of the few Christian organizations who are approved uh, to work with vetting these refugees. Uh, so I would imagine that she'd like to see uh, some sort of combination of the State Department, Homeland Security. Uh, NGOs, Christian and otherwise, coming together to vet these, these people because, like you said, there is not a functioning government. Uh, so there is a need to partner with people who are on the ground and know these people uh, because there's no database really to check people by. Um, so Christian organizations like World Relief and others I think is the best way um, to move forward uh, in vetting these people correctly uh, and well, ensuring our safety, and I think that's something that she, that she supports.
2: It's interesting because, uh, you know, you look at it's really not a partisan issue. With the exception of one year of the Obama administration, we were essentially importing zero refugees from uh, Syria anyway. I think it was like something like 20 or 30 per year, not 30,000, but 20 or 30. So effectively, there were no refugees coming from Syria for most of the Obama administration as well. Um, And that's understandable. It's it's a it's a civil war er area. But, you know, you've you've talked to a lot of these groups. You've you've seen these examples you know, it really does energize a country if you can properly vet and get people like this into your country because they're so excited about the freedom. They're so excited about the ability to practice their own religion in peace that they really do add a lot to the fabric of, of your country.
4: Yeah. And I would note, uh, and I put this in the in the article with uh, about Audrey's story and also uh, talked about this this with the president of World Relief is that the majority of of people who have come to the United States, um, in fact all of them, since 1980 when uh, the Refugee Act was first signed, um, none of them have committed fatal acts of terror uh, in the United States. Um, though they have been violent, and there have been there have been. Sure. Horrible, horrible atrocities, and I'm not discounting those. Um, the majority of refugees have not uh, gone on to become terrorists. Immigrants and people who are on visas, on green cards—that's a different story. But the refugees have, by and large, um, been functioning members of society.
2: I don't know if if you feel the same way, and you know, correct me if you're if you don't. But I just don't want to live in a country that won't let Aubrey Assad in, but will let Jeffy in.
4: Uh, that's not a country that I well, think. Well,
3: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
4: so it's not right. You know, it's, it's not the right. Point. You know, <laughs>
3: it's a good point. This
4: is my first time being on the show, so mm. I don't want to get on Jeffy's bad side. Mm. No, um, you well, right. If you want the second but I know that time. it's kind of, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like it's it's the, really I think the way in uh, because I've noticed it goes all the way up to Glenn. It's just uh-huh. I think mocking <laughs> Jeffy is a sign of love. Really. It,
2: <laughs> it really is, is a fundamental
4: so tenet of
3: this company. Yeah, it really in is. Is it? Yeah. Isn't it? It is. It is. Isn't it? Yeah. Trey, she's uh, Audrey is now what? Thirty three, is, is that right? right? And and is there? I mean, is she well known now in the Christian music society?
4: Um, she's actually, uh, she's Catholic, uh, but she's made a lot of inroads with evangelical communities uh, with her music. She's worked with Bill Maher, who's another Christian artist who is also a Catholic uh, that's made a lot of inroads with evangelicals. Um, like mm-hmm. I noted in the in my article, uh, she's taken a lot of old hymns and kind of breathed new life into them and made them sound uh, like modern, uh, modern songs. And she's also written her own uh, songs that have kind of Done the reverse. They sound like they've been around for 40, 50, 60, 100 years. Mm. Um, so she's really broken through. It's kind of a, a lot of her music is organic, piano driven. Uh, and so she's broken through as a, as a popular Christian artist, I would say, probably in the last five, six, or seven years. That's great. Very cool. Uh,
2: Trey Goins-Phillips, the the article is up in the blaze right now. It's a really interesting read. It's something different than you're seeing in a a lot of sources right now. Uh, And, uh, Trey, thanks for coming on the program. And just just a quick note that if the price to get in next time is making fun of Jeffy. (laughs) So you just have to think of that for the next time you come over.
4: Well, I'll just just tell you now that I love Jeffy, and I mean all of Jeffy. Oh. Oh, you know. OK, all of them. OK, I think that, that qualifies. <laughs> all right. you know, that, that qualifies
2: perfectly. <laughs> thanks, Trey. Uh, thanks, Trey. Thanks for coming on. Man. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's right. You know, it's, it is Whatever. one of those things that gets lost in the middle of this, because there is a lot. There are a lot of problems with illegal immigration. There are a lot of problems with with screening mm-hmm. refugees. That's all really legitimate. It's not something that you need to downplay. However, you know, the, the dumb thing that Democrats always say, oh, we're a country of immigrants. They mean it as a lie. They want to throw, it, throw you off the scent. The truth, though, is it's, it, it, the immigrants actually do add a lot to our society. I always think of it as like, you know, um, we're kind of like the country is built sort of like an all-star team in that all the other countries had the people there and they lived there and they did what they did. We took all the people who were ballsy enough to get on boats and come across a giant ocean where they weren't sure if they're going to fall off the edge of the planet or not. And they had balls like that. They came over here and they wanted to do something different. They were so energetic and different than the rest of the world because we put together a real cool mix of people coming from all over the place in situations where they put themselves in danger to get here. So when they got here, they really wanted to make sure it freaking worked.
3: An awful lot of people who tried to come here fell off the edge of the globe and were eaten (laughs) by sea monsters. So well. they sacrificed a lot to get here. I mean, they we always sacrificed say, a lot.
2: We've said this many times, Pat. You know, the, the the society that could be set up at the bottom of the sea belly, the belly of the sea serpents, right. That eat ate those immigrants uh, would be amazing. <laughs> uh, we lost would, so many good ones there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would. We talked about that many I, times.
3: I will say this: it's this is a hard one because yeah. we all want safety, we all want security, we. We don't want to take a chance, frankly, right now. Yeah. And, and there's, a, and you're taking a huge chance by allowing refugees from Syria because we know for a fact that ISIS is sending people to these countries. And, and it's our lowest we percentage know, play yes. of,
2: of all refugees. It's our lowest percentage play, yes. and I think that's why it's been targeted by the Trump administration. Right. If you're going to pick one country to and do it indefinitely, it. it's going to be Syria. And you understand not only that.
3: can you understand it, you might even agree with it. However, and I, then you hear a story like this, yeah. and it's like, well, okay, yeah, I know, but I know you're going to know. You but...
2: Are, a policy like this, and, and one of the things that I think is understated in the executive order is the idea that they, there can be exceptions. Now, I don't know off the top of my head if there's if that exists with. Syria or not. However, it does exist with the seven countries, mm-hmm. the other six countries in that group. In which, if there's someone specific, we've talked about it for athletes and other things, where you can actually make an exception. They can go in there and say, okay, this is a special circumstance, and you know, hopefully, someone who's properly vetted fits into that. You know, there, um, there have been
3: times though that I have said, stop all immigration from Iraq, Afghanistan, sure. Syria, Yemen. Saudi Arabia. I, I, if, if they're coming from the Middle East, they're not coming. Period.
2: It's, you know? There are moments where you can understand uh, there, that. You know? I, I,
3: I understand I, it, yeah. and I've agreed with it. Sure. I just, I uh, Frankly, right now, I don't even know where I stand on this. I,
2: I'm torn. It's tough because I'm torn. you know, and one, you know. I think, uh, at least, we have a little bit of the benefit here of having uh, the uh, the power of television and, more specifically, the voice of Glenn Beck mm-hmm. to, to make this situation a lot easier for us personally. In that, and this, I think, that goes for the audience as well. The work the Nazarene Fund has done sort of solves this pre- question right. policy wise for us. Christians. Yeah. And and maybe uh, work with other countries that will accept them and do our best to help vet it so they don't get burned by this process. And so, you know, there is a middle ground there. You don't necessarily have to have a national policy. However, of course, you get to a point where if everybody bans them, there's nowhere where they can go. Um, So you have to have a real vetting process. It's very Mm -hmm. difficult. But I mean, again, it's the reason it's difficult is because these people are being tortured. The reason it's difficult mm-hmm. is because these people are getting murdered every day. And the longer that you wait to, to help them out of there, the more of them are going to be dead. Yeah. You know, These stories don't exist a generation later if you've left somebody there to die. So it is incredibly difficult. I don't you know, it's you can't really demean either side of this. Um, as far as, you know, the, the Christian churches, there's a lot of them are saying, please let us bring these people in, please. And there's the other side of it where people are saying, look, we, we got to protect our, our society. I think you got to try to find a way to do both. It's really hard, which is why I think it's an interesting story to talk about. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a little bit it challenging is. there, and, and 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 it was uh, really interesting. You can read it up on theblaze.com right now.
3: Yep, triple eight seven two seven Beck uh, patents do. You know, your current phone carrier oh, no. probably using your money to undermine your beliefs. They better not be. You might not even know about it. They mm-hmm. spent tens of millions of dollars to remove conservatives from office and support uh, really progressive causes like abortion.
2: Yeah, uh, luckily you've got Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile will help you solve that problem um, because they actually will give you all the service that you come to expect from your phone company. And you're saying, well, I'm not going to I would like to support some maybe some conservative causes with my money instead of liberal ones. Uh, but I'm not going to give up the nationwide talk and text. I'm not going to give up the high-speed 4G LTE data. I'm not going to give up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay you know, triple the price to do it. Uh, you know, I want to help, but I don't want to screw myself. <laughs> right. Okay? Uh, that's, what my Patri- that's what Patriot Mobile actually does. It's uh, a five, win-win. Yeah, 5% of your monthly bill uh, can go to a conservative organization of your choice, and you'll get all the stuff that you need with your phone company.
3: Plus, when you switch today, Patriot Mobile will buy out your current contract up to $500 per line, then they throw in the free iPhone uh, 5s or the Galaxy S5, which maybe really one did, of the companies yeah, could have come could up change. with something yeah. a little more clever. Yeah, I mean,
2: really, there's a lot of there's a lot of letters. There's and, 26
3: of them. Uh, they, they Fifty dollar unlimited talk, text. And data plan. I that's love that. That's awesome. I, I mean, love that.
2: For forget all the conservative stuff here for a second. Fifty bucks for all you can do: talks, text, and data. I mean, that's that's an
3: amazing deal. I always get this little uh, this little th- reminder on uh, well before I switched to on my phone that says, uh, "Your data is about to run out. we are going to switch you to two G. You bastard." <laughs> yeah, they actually say you bastard. As, actually uh, says you bastard. After Patriot Mobile comment.
2: will never never call they you a bastard. That. That's no. actually. One of their main things, or slow they do. you down
3: like, to 2G. I no, hate that. No, That's no, That's not cool. No, they're not going to do that. That's not cool. Uh,
2: they're going to they're going to waive your $35 activation fee as well, uh, and with the promo code Pat and Stew. It's Pat and Stew. Remember that code. Go to patriotmobile.com/blaze. Patriotmobile.com/blaze, or call them 1-800-A Patriot. It's 1-800-A Hi.
3: <laughs> oh, you. my
2: gosh. Have you seen these people before? Yeah. They're so great. They're yeah.
3: so great. They here I'm a big fan. I yeah, they're em.
2: here a lot. I I've
3: noticed em. it almost every day they're here. I love them. Triple eight seven two seven. back. Uh You know, Glenn uh, is doing uh, Black History Month, and it's different than most <laughs> channels. Than, yeah. Than, let's say BET. We'll, I've noticed we'll
2: that I've noticed the difference.
3: Yeah, a little bit different. Um, it seems to be he seems
2: to be focusing on different things from from Black History. Interesting uh, things that might inspire the the uh, the African American population to revere the Constitution in new ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that might say, "Hey, wow, these founders weren't all just slave owners. They actually had an incredible part, an incredible piece of the founder founding of this country." That white devil. Why would
3: he do that? <laughs> I don't know. Why would that Uh, white devil do that?
2: I'm not disagreeing with your term white devil. I just don't know why he would do it.
3: Uh. (laughs) But maybe you'll be able to figure it out after you see this. Uh, I think you're going to like it.
5: 1864, 1865, the latter part of the Civil War. We're going to go back to, a little bit to the first part of the Civil War and start showing some black heroes, because we said in, in the last program what was happening at the time, the 24 civil rights laws mm-hmm. that were passed uh, by Abraham Lincoln, Republicans in Congress, etc. cetera. I want to go back to something that happened in May of 1862. It happened in the Confederacy. It happened in the South. It happened with a number of blacks in the South that were on board this ship. This is a. This is a Confederate ship. It's called the Planter, and the general on that ship is General Ripley. He is a Confederate general on that ship. Now he's the the head of those forces. He's got a number of these, and his crew is black. This is the crew off the Planter. This now, is a
1: Confederate ship.
5: Confederate ship. They're not volunteers. Oh, I'm they're guessing. not volunteers. No, yes. no, no. We're, we're talking black slaves here. Okay. And so you have Robert Smalls and the crew here. And and Robert Smalls is the key to this story. So Gilmore goes uh, uh, ashore. And while he's ashore in a meeting, they have worked out a plan to escape. And so he's ashore in the meeting, and they take over the ship. And they sell the ship back out of the harbor. Now, they have to go by six Confederate post to get out into the ocean to be free. And so as they do, they're kind of obviously black and there's not a black captain on any ship in the Confederacy. So Robert Smalls, a strong Christian guy, prayed a lot and just really, it's a good story. And so Robert Smalls puts on General Gilmore's uniform cap hat. And as he goes by the forts, he turns his back to him Got his hair and he's talking over his shoulder to him. He actually goes under the guns of Fort Sumter, pulling Holy out. Cow. Yeah, exactly. And, and they had to blow whistle codes and he had to know the codes and he had to give the codes to the, the different forts as they were passing. So he impersonates the general and his crew is just scared to death. But it's better to die trying to be free than to live in slavery. Holy cow. And so they're on their way out and they, they finally get out in the open sea. Well, Union's out there blockading the harbor.
1: <laughs> so now they have to make sure they know that they are black.
5: Oh, now, now the problem is the Union cranks their guns up. They're lining them up, and Robert Smalls gets the surrender flag up in time because they're just about to, to fire off on him, and he, he gets the surrender flag up. They, they get to, the, uh, to the, the, the Union guys, and he says, I have a present for Uncle Abe and it's a ship. I want to give the ship to Uncle A. So he got to go meet the president, got taken to to Washington, D.C., et cetera. And there is this, now this is Robert Smalls later in life. We'll talk about him a little later in life, but right here, this is a newspaper from October of 1862. Talking about this event? Talking about this event because it has a special honor and and they're giving the special honor um, the city intelligence, they're giving this special honor to Robert Smalls. They're giving him a gold medal. And all the blacks in, in the city have gotten together to honor him. And they're holding this at the church of a guy named Henry Highland Garnett.
1: This is a newspaper from where? This uh, is I think from a New NASA? York.
5: I think it's a New York newspaper, isn't Okay.
1: It? Um, and this is not a an American, I mean, this is not a, a white organization giving him the medal. Oh, no. This, the blacks have this, gotten together. This,
5: these are blacks in the north who know that the Civil War is being fought for the freedom of all blacks elsewhere, okay. everywhere. And, and so what happens is it's being held in the church of this man right here. And this is Henry Highland Garnett. Now, we'll talk about him a little more later. Presbyterian. Presbyterian, that's right. Mm-hmm. And so Henry Holland Garnett's got it, and they give him a gold medal. He comes up and tells a story, and it's thunderous ovations, and people just, just thrilled with what happens. So now they take the, the ship, the planter, and they make it into a Union vessel. So as a Union vessel, Robert Smalls goes back on as the, as the pilot on this Union vessel. Well, he's got a Union officer there. They go into battle, and in the battle... The Confederacy opens up on this ship. Oh, I bet they do. They open up on the ship. Yeah. And the white captain is scared to death and says, run up the flag of surrender. (laughs) Yeah. Robert Smalls says, oh, no. No, no, no. It is a standing order in the Confederacy that any black that is taken captive will be killed on the spot. Blacks are not allowed to surrender. They will be killed on the spot. I am not surrendering. And so Robert Smalls took control of the ship. And in taking control of the ship, won the battle. Well, he gets back to shore. Union general says, you're now the captain of the ship. You you run it. It, It's yours. And so he ran that ship through the rest of the war. Now, what happens is after the war, he becomes a congressman. So Robert Mm. Smalls is a U.S. congressman. What state? South Carolina. And Robert Smalls is also a major general in the Army and the South Carolina militia, National Guard, whatever you want to call it, and we're told there wasn't a, a black general until the 1950s and 1960s. Because
1: Woodrow Wilson resegregated. Mm-hmm. and he wiped out Black History.
5: Yes. That, that book he did in 1902, The History of erasing, the American People. Racing, He wrote ra- heroes history. like that. Yes. And, and so Robert Smalls, great, That's a great movie? Hero.
1: That is a great movie. That is a book? killer that's
5: movie. Killer. killer. I mean, just killer. the suspense that goes yeah, with yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It, it is so good. Killer. So that's 1862, but you have this stuff going in, in the Civil War. The, the movie Glory, you know, is mm-hmm. part of that. We've already shown a lot of the artifacts out of the Massachusetts mm-hmm. 54th. So, now you're getting to the end of the Civil War. We looked in the last program about the re-election of Lincoln, and after that point in time, they come to the, to the 13th Amendment to abolish slavery. So Congress passes that. Um, the platform, this is the platform, the first platform to call for the abolition of slavery. So Republicans say we do abolish slavery, it gets passed. And they passed this in February of 1865. And at that point in February of 1865, the members the Republican members of the House of Representatives said we need to commemorate this, and what did they do? They said we need to have a church service in the House of Representatives. So the Sunday following the vote, they asked Henry Highland Garnett, this guy, the to come preach. Church that gave him the medal. Church that gave the medal. He is now pastoring 15th Street Presbyterian Church in Washington, D.C. Mm. And by the way, he was born a slave, escaped to freedom. Good pastor actually lost a leg in an athletic accident, so he actually is, is one-legged on crutches, et cetera. Now, this is the address. He he becomes the first black man ever to speak in the Congress. Congress invited Republicans invited him to be there. They were in attendance. He's the first black man to officially speak in Congress.
1: I have seen this book in the vault for I don't know how long, and I had no idea what it was.
5: That's him. It's a memorial discourse by Reverend Henry Harlan Garnett, delivered in the hall of the House of Representatives, Washington, D.C., on Sabbath, February 12th, 1865.
1: <laughs> so this, is, this is two things. This is not only an up, upheaval of what we think uh, of um, Congress and, uh, uh, and and Republicans and everything else and also blacks, but it's also an upheaval of the separation of church and state. Oh, yeah. They have a church service
5: in Congress. Uh, I'm going to tell you something, don't let anybody else know. Uh, I know that. (laughs) Uh, Church service in Congress got started December the 4th of 1800 with Thomas Jefferson facilitating church in the Capitol.
1: And he wrote a beautiful letter about how great it is to have that building used by so many different faiths.
5: And he had eight years where he attended church at the Capitol. So now here we are, 65 years later, we're still having church inside the US Capitol every Sunday. And there were actually four churches that met inside the Capitol on Sunday, so they used a lot of rooms. So, this is the first black man to address Congress in history. Who's ever heard of Henry Holland Garnett? We have nothing about him today. This is a huge momentum. First event. man to ever speak in front of Congress mm-hmm. that it was black. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was a sermon and it, by the way it's a 2-hour sermon that he gave and he brought his church choir with him. And the choir was there rocking and rolling up front. I mean it was a great love service. To see that. And, and, yeah, it would have been it would've been really fun. And his what's and, the point of that sermon? It, you know, he, he's so politically incorrect. He says if Jefferson were here, he would be rejoicing with us today that the end of slavery. Jefferson, he's he's the racist guy, right? You know, this is how little blacks knew the history of Jefferson better than we know it today. You know, just little, that's why we did the book, The Jefferson Lies. I mean, mm-hmm. it was about all the lies we've been told. What do you do with history like this? What do you, what do, you do with Frederick Douglass praising you erase Thomas it, Jefferson? Uh, yeah, exactly. You
1: erase it. Uh, but as long as these, this is why David and I are working on the vault and expanding the vault. In the next 12 months, we're um, beginning to really work on Independence USA um, and work on the, the library to be able to preserve all of these documents and then teach these documents. And, and teach them to people who are quite honestly hostile because they have not been Caught. taught it. But there you don't have reaction. to take our word for it. That's right. You, you just, as David just said, what do you do with this then? <laughs> you, you have to deny that this is in existence you have to deny this story to be able to, de- to to continue the progressive tale from the early 1900s that w- this didn't happen, that these people didn't exist. And it did.
3: Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven, back.
2: Welcome back. It's uh, me, Stu, with a uh, white supremacist Pat right here. Uh, who, Wait, what? Uh, no, yeah, you know, I, I, I see what you did with this. What to do? This video. You have some big problem with uh, a black person speaking their mind. No, I don't. You have a big problem with uh, a show that you know informs mm-hmm. white people what they need to know about how to act in society because they're all freaking, you know, awful. Um, and so no. you bring up this you brought you sent this video you said hey mm. we should do this Netflix dear white people thing maybe the white people should learn some stuff you know Hey, a- thank you see Jeffy's on my side a- which shows Man. I'm on the wrong side <laughs> here is the uh, new a bizarre series apparently coming from Netflix called dear white people
3: dear white people here's a list of acceptable Halloween costumes Pirate, slutty nurse, any of our first 43 presidents, top of the list of unacceptable costumes, me. Wow. Uh, you're going to wow. be stunned to hear. Uh, that makes me not- want to say F you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll it- dress like Obama all every halloween from now on
2: <laughs> just just, <laughs> uh, just i will say there's not a large uh, percentage of people uh, white people who are wearing brown face no or no at this there's
3: point. really not um you know
2: the 1880s you might have seen that as Maybe. Real, really a problem um not a real problem right now um and so you don't you also don't get to tell me what halloween costumes i wear right i, I don't yeah. i don't care what your opinion is on it i'm going to wear the ones i want to wear now that i will say that does that does not. I'm never going to. Plus, I don't think you face. want
3: to see us in a slutty pirate outfit. I really. Or don't a slutty nurse. Sl- slutty nurse. The pirates Either are not one. slutty, apparently. I but think I mean, it, it was slutty pirate, wasn't it? I think she says and slutty nurse? nurse. She says was pirate okay. and slutty nurse. Okay. Um, but I don't really care what Jeez. you what you think
2: about my Halloween costume. Don't care. It's it's not really part of my uh, my my experience here mm. in, in in America. Does not include your opinion on my Halloween costume. So I don't care. Nah, I don't either. Yeah, it doesn't uh, hit that quotient for some reason. Um, I-, I thought this was pretty interesting, too. Uh, Alex Jones. Now, this guy, here's a guy who has done everything he can uh, to try to warn us about right? everything from Sandy Hook being fake Yeah. Uh, to 9-11 being an inside job right. um, to almost every mass shooting has been fake. Don't forget the Gulf of Tonkin. It's all well, it all all started.
3: All started the Gulf of Tonkin. Well, it didn't start there, but I mean, that really kicked it into high gear. Yeah, um, Gulf of Tonkin, man.
2: Apparently, people uh, went through and the Gulf of Tonkin. No, I got it. Okay, I got it. The Gulf of Tonkin. Um, Somebody went through and and found some of his words and found that it it actually fits an interesting song. Oh, here it is. Okay,
5: solve a (laughs) mystery or rewrite history.
0: Chemtrails. Resistance to tyrants is obedience to God. Chemtrails. (laughs) Gay (laughs) bomb. Yep, that's it. Chemtrails. They got stuff that'll turn the freaking frogs gay. Then again you say, uh freaking gods gay. Gay bomb. It's a gay bomb, baby. Chemtrails. That's it. <laughs> is
1: Kemp chemtrails still a thing? I think way? it is a thing. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Is that still a thing? Chemtrails. Well, i with him. Thing?
0: Are they still poisoning us from the air? Yes. Have you just been complaining the last three or four days that everyone in this building, and town, and county, and state has been sick? Well, that's is that chemtrails? Yes. Is it chemtrails? But chemtrails have been going on for much longer than this week. Thank you, week. and they're finally catching up. They're
2: <laughs> enough poison up. A little-known fact about Jeffy, because a lot of people know, hey, Jeffy, <laughs> that that big that that big guy. Yeah. You know, and they the might fat say, on the oh, set. you know, the guy who says spoons and eighteen all the time. <laughs> uh-huh. That guy. Uh, also, uh, not just a tad, not a dash of conspiracy theorist, but a big old oops, the lid fell off as <laughs> <laughs> I was pouring some into the uh, into the, uh, uh, well, whatever. the meal. Jeffy is. I will say that Jeffy left to his own devices uh, (laughs) is Alex Jones. (laughs) If he didn't work here, you're right. Now he would be a better broadcaster. Right. (laughs) He would be a better broadcaster than Alex Jones. There's no doubt about that. But he would. He would. He would be going. He would go down uh, many
0: of these same roads. I'd love to. Uh,
3: Would you? You
0: listen to a lot of Art Bell
3: over the years. I did.
0: I I, yeah. Given given uh, chemtrails. Would you be?
3: Would you be into chemtrails? Uh, Am I
0: into them? No, I'm not into them. I want them to cease exist.
3: <laughs> No, I mean, do, do you buy into the conspiracy of chemtrails? That they're killing us or whatever the deal is. Um, um he yes. Can't... yes.
2: <laughs> and, like, he's playing it up, but there's a part of him. There is a legitimate part of it same with the
3: clintons right the clinton oh, yeah. 104 dead or right whatever. there's a
2: part of it that you know you he might you might say it's only been 70 you know there's
0: about 30 on that list that yeah I mean, they, everybody tries to tack on you know somebody dies and they try to tack it on to clinton right but i mean right come on now. you believe all these things
2: if, if like if we just put you In a room uh, for the rest of your life with just the internet. By the end of it, you walk out Alex Jones. Absolutely no (laughs) doubt about it. Absolutely no doubt about it. Yes, looking
3: like him, sounding like him. Well, you already look like him. He already does, so he's already most of the way there.
2: You'd have to, I don't know, like, have some real throat surgery to ruin your voice enough to sound like him. And then uh, the the brain would go there. Like, you know, the path would be, you'd get to Alex Jones. You know what,
0: I've seen your hernia. Yeah.
2: You would be doing Charlie Sheen's hernia monologues mm-hmm. very soon.
0: I mean.
3: I mean Right? Right? Right. Right.
2: I thought so. All right, triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the number I mean, back. You do more.
3: think there's a chance though that we haven't been to the moon, don't you? I mean a chance at least.
0: Do I think it's possible that we were hoodwinked? Yes.
3: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: When when you say possible, that could indicate 1%, or it could indicate
0: 75%.
2: Give us a percentage on
0: that. I I can't give you a a hard number.
3: Give us us a soft number.
0: Right now, off the top of my head, we'll say 50
2: 50. (laughs) I'm impressed he knows a number as high as 50. (laughs) I almost said it. That's I pretty have good. 18. 18. 18. <laughs> <That was> 18. <laughs> 18. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents. Joe coming up.
2: You might think 18 is not that high, but it's actually the highest number he
5: knows. Yeah, so. it's pretty high for him. It's really high for Jeff.
3: It's
2: basically 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent.
3: Look at that. It's some little pumpkin's birthday oh, today. Guys, guys I'm going to tie It's oh, your birthday. Okay. It's, birthday. Okay. it's Stu's birthday today. He turns uh, not 40, but 41. 41. Right?
2: Yes. Uh, wow. And I 41
3: today appears
2: to be the God-sent uh, flavor of red velvet. That is it, what it, it appears it to be. I, I was is, told that it and is. And I believe it is. Uh, oh, and it even says it on top. Look at that.
3: Isn't that cute? That's nice. Did this come from oh. uh, Kroger? They have good cakes, right? L? Is that edible? Oh.
2: Can I eat the sign?
3: Oh yeah, you can. Yes.
2: But it might be plastic.
3: <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> that would be too bad. Mm, Looks like it. it's white chocolate. Oh, I gotta get
2: another plate. oh my gosh, so good.
3: Okay. God, I'm fat. Uh, do you want to cut it since it's your birthday, or do you want? You get to get first slice. Yeah, um, sure. And I'm very excited about this now. So this is sort of a special surprise spoons. I love surprise where, spoons. Where you get to eat. Your birthday cake. Oh, man, look at that. Happy birthday to, to you. you. Happy birthday. To you. Happy birthday, dears, to you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to me. To you. Well, thank you very much. Now it says it is Ainsley, birthday, your
2: daughter, is uh, three? My adorable a- three? little baby Ainsley is Four.
3: Four. four. Oh, my gosh. Is she really? Yes. It makes me feel very oh, old. That is nuts. I can't believe it. She's yeah. four years old. Have you. have you had her check yet? Uh, wow. <laughs> Seriously. Even on, not... even on my birthday?
0: Even on my birthday.
3: Yeah, especially
0: on your birthday. Oh, okay. If it was up to me, I wouldn't even have given you the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Here, want a
2: piece? Or? Sure. Um, how about this? Let's, uh, as we're stuffing our faces, let's take a break. Okay. Or not take a break, but uh, take a moment to watch this new trailer. All right, a movie. This movie, I it caught my eye, and I sent it along to so we'd pull the trailer. because oh, this is from you. It stars um, Matt Damon. Horrible. Oh, um, it, this is the wall. It, it, it or does whatever. not look good. It is. But not. I mean, it is a weird time to does release a good? movie about a wall, is it not? Um, and uh, it's about, I guess, the Great Wall. For Trump haters, yeah, it's a weird time. It is, especially for Matt Damon, who is one of them, right? Yeah. Um, now maybe the whole movie comes out. You know what? The wall didn't work. And we all got killed by aliens, or whatever the hell's going on in this thing. It looks like a disaster. It looks bad. But here it is, uh, the Great Wall with Matt Damon. We're gonna eat some cake. Mm-hmm. We get stro- uh
0: We have traveled thousands of miles
2: in search of a weapon more powerful than we've ever known.
4: Why are you
1: here?
0: We came to trade.
1: You lie. You are thieves.
5: What was that?
0: There are many things you have not seen.
3: Great Wall.
0: It's the only barrier
5: keeping the world safe. Mother of God. What is it they want? To feed.
0: They've trained all their lives for this war. Let me fight with you. This is where you chose to, to die. Good luck with that. Stay and fight. You think they see you as some kind of hero? Fought for greed and gods. This is the first war I've seen. Worth fighting.
2: I'm like
3: that? A sorry. Mess. that was I'm like sorry. a disaster. The disaster. acting was awful. Awful. Hey, why I are sorry. you here to trade?
0: <laughs> this what? is the first war <laughs> I can fight. Right? I, there's something weird about the stuff
2: that patterns. I can
3: believe in.
2: Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's just like, <laughs> at some point they actually say, um, "In terms of trade."
0: I think they do. <laughs> I mean, first of all, Matt. It's that language. Does Matt need the money?
3: No, he must. I, maybe, that he looks maybe he does. Maybe he does. Because this really movie bad. is a, not a role for that, him. That looks like a total cluster mess.
2: Yes, a cluster mess. Cluster it does. mess. Looks like a cluster mess right wow. out of the mouth of Pat Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, and as I'm, I'm eating my birthday cake, in case you just joined us, delicious, delicious it, too. It is really good, good, man. Oh. I wish we could give you some. But. We can't. We can't, unfortunately. Um, but two things, two observations about that. Number one. The only, its the only wall that can keep the world safe. Uh, I mean, how it's is that so possible? weird, like that they're releasing a movie praising a wall yeah. in the middle of this
3: Trump-like s- s- situation. And how is it, where, it keeping the world safe when most of the world's not protected by the wall? No, I know, is it's China. just China. It's, it's just—that's weird. Okay. Forget that. Though. But there's a but weird I'm time. But here to trade.
2: I'm here to trade. And then they he say no. I mean, this is Donald Trump's movie. They build a giant wall that saves the world, and then they kill the people who want to trade with them. This is, yeah. this is, <laughs> this is the Trump regime. Um, <laughs> also, the other part of it is uh, here, My why it's so weird and feels so weird. I feel like this is one of those movies that they're actually targeting to China. Like, it's not actually an yeah, American maybe. movie. It's one right. of those movies, and I think part of the reason why it sort of feels stilted is like these are maybe Chinese actors and they're not necessarily like, you know, it's, you got Matt Damon and then a bunch of people, uh, well, what is it? William, William Dafoe in there. Yeah. Uh, But most of the people I didn't really recognize, maybe it's one of those, they're actually, they'll release it here, but they're going to make their money in China. Yeah. And that's, that's That's starting to happen for the first time.
3: Yeah. Is this made by that Chinese billionaire? I'll bet it is. In fact, I would say what they could do to make that movie
0: better is not release it here and just release it in China. Yeah.
2: And let it filter over here, you know, on-demand yeah. DVDs or something. Yeah. Because it does not look like it. What's looks it like doing here?
3: here? To make money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in, ter- in terms of currency? In terms of currency, Okay. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Here are 40 things Who's turning this? 40 uh, this year. Actually, they turned 41 this year. That would be, weird. That um, would be a weird segment. Because you're 41, and yes. all of these things... Turning 41 now, too. Oh, God. This wow. is going to be a hard list. Uh, both Ryan Reynolds, who's okay. a big Austin. sex symbol, man. Just like me. Right. Just, right. Yes. Just like me. He eats exactly. cake on screen all the time, too. Yeah, <laughs> And Benedict Cumberbatch.
2: That's me. I mean, that's ba- both of those things are basic.
3: That's basically well, When you think of those two, you think of you. Yeah.
2: That's, I mean, usually they say that they come in threes. Listen to this list Ryan of Reynolds. guys.
3: Cillian Murphy. Colin Farrell. It's going to be 41. Wow. Wow. Fred Savage from the Wonder Years. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. He's doing a lot of stuff still in production. Uh, that's crazy. He's directing a lot. This kind of surprises me. You too? Oh wow. Forty years old. Wow. This sure? They came out in the fall of 76. Forty-one. 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 Yeah, I mean. yeah, forty-one. Uh, Apple turns forty-one this year. From that garage that uh, mm. Jobs and and once his face uh, Wozniak started it mm-hmm. in and t- to become the biggest corporation in the world.
2: I've had a similar level of success at that time.
3: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, close. It's really, really, really close. Well, not that close. Um, The (laughs) meme will be 41 this year. Hmm. The first platinum record, uh, which was the Eagles' uh, their greatest hits. Good album. Man, that was a a (laughs) good album. Uh, Also, Alicia Silverstone turns Hmm. 41. Reese Witherspoon. Rashida, Rashida Jones, who I'm not that familiar with. Um, or familiar with it all. At all. <laughs> Not that familiar. You know, in terms of uh, at all, zero. In terms of <laughs> no familiarity whatsoever. Uh, Weird Al's first airplay happened on Dr. Demento in 1976. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bicentennial quarter will be 41 this year. The re-release of the $2 bill, The, the Muppet, Muppet Show. The Blues Brothers. Mm. Oh gosh. Also, um, that bogus face on Mars. <laughs> was first released in 76. Uh, um, Rocky, uh, one of your favorite movies of all time. Best picture, 1976. Seattle Seahawks turned 40. Tampa oh, Bay top. Buccaneers. Oh,
2: uh, nice. The Weird Al one's crazy. His first piece of airplay is in 1976. He has a number one album in, what, 2015? Right. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Pretty incredible career, thing about
3: it.